0: Hello, happy Tuesday, my friends. Welcome to it. A- Hello, happy Thursday, my friends. Most people think it's Tuesday, not me. It's definitely Thursday. And welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Of course, you can check me out on drive time today and um, every other day apart from Monday from 4 pm. Anyway, we begin the show with the Champions League, where, of course, Chelsea hilariously lost to Real Madrid. Here's the fallout on <coughs> Talksport.
1: It's a mistake by Mendy and Benzema completes his hat-trick. Chelsea had done the hard work, they got themselves back into the tie, but they made an
0: epic error. 50 seconds into the second half. If you want to put it on this sentence, put it on this sentence, honestly. I worry more about Southampton than about Real Madrid And in, in the next week. There's my focus. So today, is this alive? No. With this performance? No, because first of all we need to play Southampton and if we don't get our Heads and legs straight, and and our mentality right, we will not we will not win in in Southampton, and and then this tie is not alive. If things change, maybe. But uh, how many how many clubs in in worldwide football won with with uh, what what we need three goals difference? How often did this happen? So maybe it's only realistic to answer like this, and should not get fatalistic and 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 think like I give the wrong message.
1: you have to carry me tonight, matey. Listen, if you if you guys see this guy in the studio, he's so. I don't even know what to say. I don't even, I can't describe it. I've never seen it like
0: this. (laughs) (laughs) It is how bad it is, right?
1: It's actually quite cool in the studio. I'm sweating. Let's discuss Chelsea. A disaster, disaster class. I mean, I I can put it no other way. At half time, I actually, this is how, how I felt the first half went. At half time, I was relieved it was 2 1. Relieved, I felt happier at two one. And I can only imagine Ancelotti going in half time would have felt a little bit peeved the fact that Chelsea were back in it. Benzema should have made it three. He should have made it in the first half. Yeah. And down our right hand side, their left. We got torn apart. And nice. then the third goal. The yeah, third definitely. The third goal because at half time he's made the changes, and you felt actually that Chelsea might. You know, I said to producer, we might get something out of this, even though we don't deserve. We might. And then 46 seconds in, you can't legislate for that. Mendy, he nearly give a goal away against Brentford at the weekend. He ain't great with his feet. That that has killed killed it. Uh, has anyone seen Jason yeah. coming? Right, let's see, <laughs> Dave, 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 don't do that to me. Talksport breaking news. Talksport understands that Ajax expect Manchester United to make Eric ten Hag their new manager. The Dutch giants anticipating a formal offer from United to pay the compensation believed to be about one and a three-quarter million pounds, which is required to release Ten Hag from his contract. It looks almost certainly now, Simon, that Ten Hag will be the next boss at Manchester United.
2: Yes, uh, there's been more conversations had with Ten Hag. United have reached out to Ajax. This is you know, sort of a gist of what the back pages are saying. United have reached out to Ajax and talked about the the size of the compensation that it will take to uh, to get him out of Ajax because he's got one year left on his contract. I think there's the Telegraph sort of saying that United will still have uh, a conversation with Pochettino this week, but it would be to effectively say you haven't got it. because Pochettino's comp- compensation, which I think, again, the Telegraph report would be significantly higher than Ten Hag's, which is, I think the, the suggestions are about £1.6 million to get Ten Hag out by Ajax, which is uh, pocket money for a club like uh, United. So yeah, the, the Ten Hag revolution, he's the man that's going to be put in charge to turn United around into a big club again.
0: On now to the Premier League, where super Frank Lampard's Everton lost to Burnley. And it's Burnley 3, Everton 2, Burnley with a Premier League lifeline. Everton gets sucked closer and closer to the unthinkable. And the manner of the defeat may be hard to shrug off for them. We shouldn't lose it 2-1, we should win. Score more goals, be more clinical, and then we make mistakes for the goals. The more mistakes you make, the more opportunity there is that these things can happen or the result turns because they're critical around our box. And, uh, you know, the players know that. The performance itself in general wasn't something that I that I hated. I thought at moments we were resilient in terms of the balls coming in our box and things we had to deal with. But the critical parts of the game went against us. As, as bad as it feels, we're, we're above Burnley. We're above Watford. So now it's a, an absolute reality of where
1: we're at. Football test you.
2: I'm looking at a lot of these Everton pages tonight. Everybody's saying Lampard it's not his fault. At the moment, guys, I'd go as far as saying if we had cloth or Pep at this moment in time, we'd still be like we are. You can't polish a third.
0: This crowd have played their part. The fans, well, one minute they're on a high, the next minute they're low. It's a proper relegation rumble.
1: Most managers who are long in the tooth, and longer than me in the tooth, they love the boring one-nils. You know that's what managers love. Um, at the end of the day, them, them games are for fans. They're the excitement for fans, and I'm pleased for that. Don't get me wrong, our fans have been amazing, absolutely amazing. I would never fault them anyway, but I certainly wouldn't fault them what's gone on this season. They deserve a win tonight. You go, it's not as easy as that, but you understand the sentiment. You know, after the game, you go, yeah, they deserve that because they've been standing by the team through thick and thin for a long time, and certainly through the challenges this season, they continue to do so.
0: Now, you may recall in the last episode of the podcast, Adrian Durham was not impressed with the tactics of Atletico, not Atletico, there's no H, Atletico Madrid manager, Diego Simeone.
2: They're an absolute disgrace. Why anybody would want Simeone as manager, I do not know.
0: Well, would you, Adam and Eve, Ray Parler, Gabby Agbonlahor, and Didi Haman have defended Simeone's style. And if you don't believe me, if you're thinking, no, they didn't, ghosting, you liar, I'm never listening to the podcast again. Well, wait, because here's your proof. when you play against a team like Manchester City who are so far superior technically you've got to find a way to to counteract them. you've got to find a way to win games and he won two La Liga titles he's been to two Champions League finals I think one they should have won against Madrid where they got their last minute equaliser Uh, and you've got to find a way to win games and there's more ways than one to win games might not be always pretty to watch I like watching them I've got to say because I think in the past they knocked out teams who are far superior to them and credit to them.
2: Teams do it I mean you could go back to the old Arsenal side I know we
1: Good players. I mean, this is going back years and years, 1 0 to the Arsenal, where you had a great defence and then you might nick a goal at set play and you end up winning the league. You can win the league that way. So you can see how why Simeone wants to play like that because you know how good Man City are. If he comes out and you go toe to toe with Manchester City, then there's only one winner. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's gone right, okay, let's keep it really, really tight, which he tried to do and not give him a lot of opportunities. Uh, and maybe the second leg we can have a bit more of a go and uh, try and try and get through that way but you know it's not great to watch but if you get to that semi-final playing that way i'm sure the fans won't be uh, too bothered about it i mean this atletico madrid side an absolute disgrace i'll call them horrible Cheaty, Anti-football, no
2: desire to entertain. Simeone is a ref pest. Why would he put out a side to go attacking against that City side? They're so good. Look how many defenders they had. And Foden still finds a way of turning. De Bruyne making a run and scoring. If they play the attacking football Adrian wants him to play, it'd be 5-0, tie over. So I don't mind it, but I didn't like the little sneaky kicks and the dirty play. That was a bit uncalled for for me.
0: On now to West Ham United boss, David Moyes, the head of the Europa League final clash with Lyon, hence me changing his name, which is live on TalkSport. It's arguably one of the biggest matches in the Amaz history, spelt with an A. Here's Moyes and his thoughts on the game. Although they're not his thoughts, they're his words, otherwise you wouldn't hear anything. Well, I'm not thinking beyond Lyon at the moment, and I've got to tell you, we take every competition really serious, whether it be in the League Cup or whether it be the FA Cup. We treat them all with the same importance, but this one is obviously a little bit more special because you know to be in amongst all the European teams and things that we've not we've not had for years is really important for us. But we can't think any further. We're playing against a team who two years ago I think were in the Champions League semi-final, so we would be crazy to be thinking any further than this this first game, especially uh, which will be different. It'll have different connotations from what we've had in, in the game against Seville. So we have to understand that and even supporters. And as a club, we'll need to realise this is a different different setup now because we're at home in the first leg of a quarter-final, uh, relatively new to us. You know, the game might be slightly different. Rangers gaffer Giovanni van Bronckhurst has been speaking ahead of their Europa League quarter-final first leg with Braga. Braga. right? Bra- no one really knows. Anyway, it's live on TalkSport 2. This was GBB's response when he was asked if he's stressed about the importance of this tie to the club. I mean, if he is, just take it off. Just wear an open-neck shirt. Oh, that kind of tie. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, um, you know, we were, I think the last years, the team performed really well in Europe, also with uh, uh, with Stephen, you know, wishing to um, be involved in Europe after after the winter break, which is... You know, also very good. Now we are one stage further and uh, we try to get into the semi-finals. So it's uh, not very often we are, uh, as a Scottish team, to reach the semi-final in Europe. That means, uh, you know, we are performing well in Europe and uh, that's what we want to uh, continue and to uh, overcome Braga as well, which is going to be really difficult. but. You know, to reach the semi-final, it's, uh, you know, there's all to play for. And uh, we we go out tomorrow and next week to win this tie. On now to the Leicester manager, Brendan Buck-Rogers, looking ahead to the Europa Conference clash with PSV Eindhoven. When
1: I was growing up, there was three European competitions. European Cup, UEFA Cup and Cup Winners' Cup. And, uh, And each one of those had its prestigious element to it. And, uh, and I think every club that won those competitions would have felt pride in, in winning it. So, of course, this is the first year of the, the European Conference League. Of course, ambitions of clubs, if you were either in Champions League or in Europa League, that's where you'd want to progress. But once we arrived into this competition, then, of course, we, uh, like any any team, you want to win it. To be the first team that can do that and have your name on the trophy then of course is, uh, is prestigious for us. So yeah, we're not a club that has a, a huge European history but for us it's building on that year on year and, uh, and for us to, to be playing against some fantastic teams still left in the competition is, is very important
2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: On now to golf. And of course, the Masters gets underway today. Tiger Woods is set to make a sensational return to the tournament only a year after suffering horrendous injuries in a car accident. Rupert Bell believes that we could see one more incredible chapter in Woods' story. However, Simon Jordan is not getting drawn in by the story.
2: His talent is phenomenal. His achievements are remarkable. I think his life is a Greek tragedy at times because I think he's conducted himself in a way which is an example to nobody. I'm not sitting there and observing because I've made many, many mistakes mistakes in my personal life. But the journey that he's been on, why did he have a car crash? Why does he get himself in situations where, you know, he's over-medicated on the side of the road and we see a great superstar? I understand that. I'm not suggesting that he's not human. I'm not suggesting that we aren't all flawed and we don't all make mistakes. So I'm saying the reasons why I'm not in his thrall, I don't look at it as some redemptive story, because I look at it in a certain way and go, well, OK, most of the challenges that you've got in your life are down to the way you've lived your life. If he comes back and wins this Masters, it will be a phenomenal achievement, but it's also a sad indictment of the state of golf that they've still got a turn to, we can rebuild in the bionic man, to make golf a commercially viable and interesting proposition. <laughs>
0: For Tiger Woods for the first time in more than two years. All-known logic, this guy should not be competitive for this week. Yes, he can hit it, but physically, he's going to have to push himself through the limits. And I just wonder whether he's going to be able to do himself justice.
1: His last tournament was the 2020 Masters. Then he had the car crash. But somehow, he's going to make it to the tee. I wish him well but you never know which I get as Ray alluded to mm. he is more than capable of defying the odds and who's to say he won't write one more incredible chapter
0: well that's it gang thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show at 4pm today alongside Darren Ben. Straight after us it's West Ham against Lyon Europa League quarterfinal first leg presented by Hugh by me oh by Hugh Woosengroff from the London Stadium and over on TalkSport 2 it's Braga Braga versus Rangers. There will of course be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts at first in the morning so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then thanks for listening have a lovely day and above all be safe everyone be safe. That